Hi, I'm Christine Davis, head of Carlton Fields Tallahassee office and a member of the firm's appellate and trial support practice group. I'm here today with our firm's CEO, Gary Sasso, who is also an accomplished courtroom advocate and former judge Peter Webster, also a distinguished appellate advocate in our law firm. We're here today to discuss mock oral arguments as a vital tool to prepare for oral arguments on appeal and in trial court proceedings. Gary, who should consider mock oral arguments, inexperienced or junior lawyers or others too? Every appellate advocate should use a mock oral argument. I've never failed to do it. In fact, I will, I will generally do two or three mock oral arguments, and I've never failed to change the argument I give in court as a result of the feedback and information I get during the mock oral argument. I think they're hugely important for everybody. Judge Webster, what's your experience? I agree with Gary. I think mock OAs are absolutely vital to preparation for the real oral argument on appeal and also in many trial proceedings. I participate as, as a judge in mock OAs regularly for some of the most experienced appellate advocates in the country, and I can't imagine not taking advantage of this resource. Well, Judge, why do you think a mock OA is so valuable? There are several reasons. Uh, first, an oral argument must be a conversation with the court. It's just not okay to read from notes or to deliver an oral argument from memory. The judges have already read the briefs. In oral argument, they want to get to the nut of the matter. They'll likely have questions. This is your only chance to talk to them face to face, and it's absolutely essential that you cut through the fog in plain English. All this means that the appellate lawyer absolutely must feel comfortable talking about the case. You just can't get there by writing out notes. You have to get a feel for what it's like to talk about the case and to answer questions on the fly. A mock OA helps you to do that. Second, we all tend to fall in love with our case. We get immersed in our own point of view. A mock OA forces us to confront hard and even hostile questions on our feet questions we might have pushed out of our minds because they don't fit with our view of the case. The best way to prepare to answer questions from the bench is to practice doing that over and over until we learn to be pithy, direct, and effective. Third, and by the same token, by the time most of us stand up to argue the case, we know the case too well and we've lost perspective of what others really need to know to rule in our favor. A mock OA helps us to know whether arguments we absolutely love have any appeal at all to others. It can also help us decide how to organize the points we want to make, putting up front the one or two points most likely to get traction with the court. Gary, what's your perspective on this? I agree with Peter. Uh, too many advocates see oral argument on appeal as a chance to deliver a written summary of their briefs. And it comes across exactly as that, a written summary of their briefs. It's dry. And, and the judges don't like it. They'll interrupt right off the bat and, and try to engage counsel in a conversation. The key is really to develop no more than two or three critical points to make on appeal. Not two or three paragraphs but points, they have to be very, very succinct, have to boil the case down to the size of a pea, be able to deliver it very directly and succinctly. And that takes a lot of work. It's got to look very simple, but it's very hard to do that. And only, there's only one way to do it right, and that's to practice it out loud over and over and over. 
you, you can't just sort of imagine it and then deliver it perfect on your first shot. And as Peter said, an important part of argument is answering questions from the judges, and that too takes some practice. One, you need to anticipate those, and a mock oral argument helps you get input from others who are not familiar with the case, so you can anticipate questions you're going to get from the bench. Then again, you practice over and over answering very succinctly. You don't want to be fumbling for answers for the first time up there on the actual appeal. And then something else that's really important is sometimes a panel member will take you off to a dead end and you get stuck there and you really have to anticipate in advance how to transition back to your main points. And you got to think about that, how you're going to do it, and practice it out loud over and over until you can kind of track it in your brain. Gary, do you think there's only one way to conduct a mock oral argument? No, there are actually lots of ways to do it, but there aren't many right ways to do it. And too often I see it botched where even very experienced lawyers will say, let's do a mock OA and you'll schedule it, everybody shows up. And then they say, well, I was too busy to prepare the actual mock OA. So let's just sit around the table and talk through the case. For one reason or another, they just don't want to do the mock oral argument. But that's not a mock oral argument. There's a role for talking through a case but the point of the mock OA is to simulate the real thing. There's no substitute for that because the idea is to get you in that mindset, to track the answers in your head, and to practice it out loud over and over. And to do that well and to do that right, you need experienced, capable panel members to help counsel get there. Well, you mentioned, Gary, that you have often used more than one mock OA to get ready for an appeal. Why is that? Well, practice makes perfect. And very few of us can nail anything the first time out. And you got to work over and over, practicing out loud to kind of groove the argument in your brain and the answers to the questions and so on. And the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with the case, the more you know it, the more you own it, and the better you're able to do it effortlessly. You know, we're all biased too. And um, we, we, you know, we, we think we have the argument down cold, but we don't. And so rolling it out with other people helps us understand that they're our different perspectives, and it helps us modify the argument accordingly. Judge Webster, do you think there's any value to doing a mock oral argument earlier on in the briefing process? Absolutely. Every one of us who's ever handled an appeal from start to finish says at some point, gosh, you know, I wish I had known when I was writing the initial brief what I knew by the time I got to delivering the oral argument. One way to get close to that is to conduct a mock OA before writing the initial brief. We know a good deal about the case even at that stage. We know enough to arm mock judges with enough information to ask hard questions. And that process can put us in a much better position to write an effective initial or answer brief. Well, let's talk about mock oral arguments and trial court proceedings. Aren't those different from appeals? Judge Webster, do you think that a mock oral argument can really help in a trial court? Well, sure. Of course, um, trial proceedings are often very different from uh, appellate oral argument situations. And sometimes it may be the trial court situation may be too different to uh, allow for preparation in the same way you would for an appellate oral argument. Uh, that would be particularly true, for instance, when a hearing might go on for hours or even days and involve extensive presentation or use of evidence, or where the trial judge isn't likely to be asking a lot of questions. But there are some legal arguments in the trial court that are a lot like appeals. 
For example, arguments on legal motions to dismiss or motions for summary judgment or even motions for class certification. In these situations, the trial lawyer might well benefit in the same ways from using a mock OA to get ready for the real thing. No matter what we do, we all get better with practice. It's just human nature. Few of us can claim to be perfect the first time out. Well, I would like to thank both of you for being with me today on the, to discuss these very important issues. We've set out on the Carlton Fields website the mock oral argument services we provide to address all of these considerations, and we describe how we are striving to make these services highly accessible to our clients in all ways. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Carlton Fields' podcast series. To learn more about our appellate and trial support practice, visit carltonfields.com. This podcast is intended for general information and educational purposes only and should not be relied on as if it were advice about a particular fact situation. The distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and a receipt of it does not constitute an attorney-client relationship with Carlton Fields. Thanks for listening.